0: Well, this isn't very good.
1: does suck. Welcome back into Sucktastic Cinema, where if these movies try too hard or know what they are, endearment is the name of the game. I'm Steven. And I'm Matt. And we are in the waning weeks of Sucktastic Cinema, yep. ladies and gentlemen. But do not cry for me, Argentina, no. because we are absorbing it into a monthly series on the reboot of the Radcast. The Radcast. So yes. if you are a new listener, if, if you only know us from this, we had a podcast previously that was... that just ran the gamut of pop Mm -hmm. culture topics. So So if you like this show and you hear us reference the Radcast or hear us make various sidebar pop culture references, they are in an abundance on the Radcast. If that part annoyed you about the show... Maybe the Radcast isn't for you, yeah. I don't know. And you, you can hear us more uh, talk about things that we like, yeah, exactly, as opposed to movies that we don't yeah. like and we're just miserable. Yeah. And like Matt said, it's a different variety of yes. topics. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be jumping back in sometime in April. Um, sorry, we didn't have an episode last week with snow and with various other things. Yeah, here Snow here in St. Louis. Yes. It's tough to coordinate. It's tough to coordinate. So we were unable to record our episode then, however, we have rescheduled it for one of the final weeks recording it one of the final yes. weeks in february however we are here today yes. right now uh a few monumental maybe not monumental a few cool things the main cool thing being the return of a good friend of ours, mm-hmm. a fellow podcaster. Huge supporter. Huge, huge supporter, Joe Gilbert, is making his second appearance as Valiant Return. We will get to him in just a moment when we talk about the movie Judge Dread. <sighs> but before that, Matt, why don't you let everyone know where they can still find us. You can still find us on Instagram. We're at Sucktastic Pod. You can also find us on Twitter at SucktasticCin. That's C-I-N for cinema. And if this is your first time here, if you're here for Joe... Then uh, we like to call our listeners our sinners. So welcome, sinner. Mm -hmm. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back, sinner. Yes. You will not dread this conversation. Yes, even if you dreaded the movie, which uh, we'll get into it. it, But I did not dread the movie, but I'll tell you why. And it doesn't mean it isn't without its sins. Yes. So uh, with that being said, it's movie time. Movie time!
2: And now for our feature presentation.
1: Judge Dredd released June 30th, 1995, just a couple weeks after Batman Forever, in Mm -hmm. the same week as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Mm. Uh, Murderer's Row. Yes. Also, Uh, 95 was Mortal Kombat. That's true. Several things. If you want to hear what happened in 1995, on the Radcast, we did a year-by-year retrospective of the 90s, and we talked about 1995. Yeah, that has its own episode. Yes. Uh, Directed by Danny Cannon. Starring Armana Santi as Rico, Diane Lane, ooh, baby, uh, oh baby, as Judge Hershey, Rob Schneider as Fergie. Uh.
0: Rob
2: Schneider. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. Schneider. Um,
1: the, the legendary Max Van Sidow as Chief Justice Judge Fargo, uh, Jürgen Prochnow as Judge Griffith, Virgin Crotches, um, <laughs> and Joan Chen as Ilzia or Ilya. Um, with appearances, actually by James Remar, making his second yeah. appearance. Uh, kind of threw me off because he's a famous character actor. And I was like, yeah. oh, James is going to be prominent in this movie. Nope. I also got him mixed up with Dennis Leary, who is actually yeah. in De- I got Demolition f- Man. I, I had a few things in my head that I'm like, is this, am I thinking of this or Demolition There's Man? There's a lot of parallels between <laughs> this and between Demolition like characters Man. and stuff like I feel that. like Sly thought this would be like Demolition Man 2. Right. Um, so making a second appearance, he was in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He was as the block warlord at the beginning. Uh, Mitchell Ryan as Vardis Hammond. Uh, Adrian Barbeau as the voice of Central. Oh, Scott Wilson as um, the as Papa Angel of the Angel family. Oh King yeah, of the yeah. Angel family. yeah, yeah. And James Earl Jones as the opening narrator. Yeah, with like this. With, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I was like, oh, someone's doing a James Earl Jones impression. I looked. I was like, no, that's James Earl Jones. Yeah, huh. uncredited, oh, okay. but that's, that's well. cool. Um, so. Before we get to our guest, we'll we'll get to our guest here in a second. There's a couple cool things. Yeah. Um, we have kind of in an abundance have been inducting people yeah. into the Suck Hall just, of Fame. We're just trying to get as many as we can Sometime, before the show's Sometimes over. it's yeah. surprising. Like, we have one induction today that our guest will lead us into. Yeah. Um, but this one kind of caught me off guard when I looked up IMDB stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh screenplay by Stephen E. D'Souza. Yeah. Who he did the screenplay and Die has, Hard. has writing credits for Die Hard, Predator, yeah. Or not Predator, Commando, yeah. um Die Hard Two. Eighties action movie. Yeah. He also guy. has writing credits for the Flintstones. Yes. For uh, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. which if you listen to Street Fighter, you we've heard done both Joe of and Chris. Yep. Yeah, Joe and our friend Chris, uh, and also he did Judge Dredd. So being inducted into the Sucktastic Hall of Fame out of nowhere, Stephen, Stephen E. De Souza. E. Um, but okay, a box office of 113 million on a 90 million dollar budget. Finally, we come to the star of the film and the man of honor. This being his third movie we've done on the show, we was. He was an arm wrestling truck driver, a devious toy maker, and now the (laughs) law. Joe Gilbert from the From the the Point podcast is here with us this week to talk about Judge Dredd. Would you like to let everybody know why Judge Dredd is significant to this show?
2: I knew you'd say that. (laughs) Yeah, baby.
0: (laughs) I knew you'd say that. (laughs) So in this penultimate... Um, podcast. I hope this is a penultimate. I think this is uh, this third is the to third last. from the last. Oh, I I, I, yeah. I guess uh, yeah. With ultimate. with the weather uh, and everything yeah. that threw a wrench and everything, exactly. I, I, you were de- you were definitely saying that this was the penultimate episode. But yeah. I am mistaken now. But that's, that's okay. all right. It's
1: nice try, because
0: three. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Try. Try. <laughs> I, I I think it is with the greatest honor that we indulge. The most ultimate mm. person into the Sucktastic Hall of Fame, one, you guessed it, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, baby. He
1: is one of the cornerstones of of a Hall of Fame of sh- borderline shitty, sometimes really shitty movies. Yeah. Um. So, Sylvester Stallone, welcome. To the Sucktastic cinema hall of fame, mm-hmm. join your join your place into the hall and go climb on that Mount Rushmore with Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yeah, I was gonna say, go get choked by Thunderlips. Yes, once again, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hulk Hogan and Sylvester Stallone both in Rocky Three. Yes, um, more formally, welcome to the show, Joe Gilbert, making a second appearance. Joe, welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome, <laughs> Joe. Yes, so, local St. Louis musician, mm-hmm. St. Louis podcaster, mm-hmm. St. Louis. Rico worker, yeah. just you, just you. A cover man all many hats. Man and I don't wear a hat. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. He's not. I, I am sitting right here next to him. He's not wearing a hat. Yes. Everyone. St. Yes. Louis institution. Yeah. Joe Gilbert. Joe is a ardent supporter of the show, which we always greatly appreciate. Appreciate. Yeah. Uh, a very good encourager and uh, has voiced his support for us since the beginning here. Mm-hmm. So again, though, Joe. though. Joe, yeah. thank you. <laughs> For Being your in the support presence of such a famous institution is getting you <laughs> yes, tongue tied. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because of all that, you obviously know of our segment. What was on the VHS?
0: Oh, that's a good question because I would like to know because I streamed it from Amazon ah, when same. I did the review of the movie. So yes. I yes. am very curious to see what was actually on the VHS on this one. So, Which, thank God I will say it's on Prime. Free for free, not to pay
1: for it. Yeah. Although yeah. this is not one of the worst movies we've had to pay for. So no, it isn't. And yeah. w- but we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the VHS opens with a promo for Working Class Hero, a John Lennon tribute album. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a white backdrop with a pair of glasses, while a voiceover names all the artists doing covers for the album. Uh, part of that is Blues Travelers doing yeah. a uh, is doing a cover of Imagine. It's very earnest. It's um, in earnest, like no, Jim Barney's. No, no. No. Oh, no. No. Oh. No. No. Uh, but, in this seemingly it's s- very earnest <laughs> it, it's you're so earnest, yeah. know what I mean, Ernest sings the Beatles, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah very, <baby. laughs> Um imagine all the people that's that's not the beatles, yeah, yeah, know what I mean, burn know <laughs> what I mean. Burn. Um, <laughs> but imagine all the Beatles That's <laughs> um, still not Anyway uh, In this serious moment um, All of a sudden Anthony Kiedis and Flea are shown <laughs> Shirtless and faces painted To look like dogs And wearing <laughs> dog ears <laughs> Uh, they go on to say how they coordinated this whole album in order to raise money or, or whatever, the as humane they say. Society, yeah. yeah, so animals would have more places to get spayed oh, and neutered. All right, all right. No, I'm um, just kidding. But... So it's for, like, humane society stuff, but it's just weird the <laughs> yeah, juxtaposition it's... and just the curveball of, oh, this is a nice little promo, and then all of a sudden Anthony Kiedis and Flea yeah. are dressed Silly. They're like, we have this picture of the picture of them with socks on their cocks. Yeah. Like, w- which one
0: do we use? Yeah. Well, if it, we're talking about 1995, it's basically <clears throat> one of the low points for the Chili Peppers. Yeah, it's very true because Frusciante's out. Mm-hmm. Like Dave Navarro's
1: coming. One in. hot minute yeah. has a few has a few good songs. A few yeah. very.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I basically skipped maybe but like two or three tracks on that album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's there's a a cup Aeroplane was the hit Mm -hmm. on there, but there's a there's a handful out of, you know, ten songs that I'm like, okay, maybe like five or four or five of those are one big mob. Yeah. I like that too. But the thing is it's not the chili peppers from Blood Sugar Sex Magic. No. Um. So yeah, it's just funny that the curveball of the serious voice over talking about the cause, <laughs> yeah. voice over talking about the cause, blues traveler cover Imagine is playing, interspersed with shots of musicians taking it seriously. But then there's intermittent shots of flea on all fours nuzzling <laughs> his face against Anthony Kiedis's leg. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is this supposed to be a joke? It's from the Simpsons. I mean, it's yeah. fun. It's it's funny for me because sure. it's absurd. Right. But I was like, Are, or did they get? Did people get pissed off that they're not taking this seriously? <laughs> yeah. um, but it it was it was a funny opening. Yeah. I actually watched a couple of like uploads of it just to make sure that it was the Judge Dread opening. Yeah. But yeah, it was the first thing that came up for all of them. Um, so coming soon to video videocassette: The Prophecy with Christopher Walken. Hmm. Um, the best of the best three, no turning back. Oh yeah. With that, Gina Gershon. Yeah. And Christopher I like that McDonald. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it used to be on Netflix. Yeah. Def- um, definitely would fit in the sucktastic format. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the Glass Shield with Ice Cube and Lori Petty. Uh, Men of War with Dolph Lundgren. Okay, and then after all yeah, that intensity, yeah. and then after all that intensity, Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we need a man just right before them. We need a palate cleanser right before the <laughs> yeah. right before the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with Judge Dredd, if you know anything about bad movies or how people, you know, universally panned um, comic book or video game adaptations, Judge Dredd tends to fall in line with that. Yeah. And it's not that it isn't merited or warranted, especially up against trying to. Be true to a source material, which essentially, you know, it's not always 100%. No. You're not always going to be accurate, but no. there's still some elements you'd like to stay true to. Especially um, at that time when that was like the Wild West. Oh, When yeah. it came to like comic book and like video mm-hmm. game adaptations, yeah. it was just kind of like it was such a niche, mm-hmm. a niche market. Yeah. That it's like it. This doesn't have broadened appeal anyway, so yeah. you guys just do whatever, and we'll sell it on name value. Yeah, ex- exactly. And it's it's something to where you know the marketing gets you in the door, mm-hmm. and you know there's several there's several things that they tried to sell it off of. One of them being tagging Sylvester Stallone with it, yeah. which was a huge mistake. Liberties were taken, and it's again, like I said, a universally panned movie. Um, however, it's something we all three were familiar with. Matt and I had actually never watched. This Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. very familiar with the 2000 AD comic, yeah, yeah. familiar with the fact that this is a universally panned movie for various reasons, but never really knew a thousand percent why, Joe, you suggested we do this, have you on as a guest, what is your history with this movie?
0: So, you couldn't, or at least for myself, being basically at this point a 12 or 13, it was 12 year old kid in yeah. 1995. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every magazine that I had, it didn't matter if it was like a car magazine. It didn't matter if it was some kind of Sports Illustrated or, more importantly, video game magazines, which were really prominent Mm -hmm. at that time in the household. You couldn't get away from Judge Dredd. This Mm -hmm. was heavily marketed. I mean, it kind of—I feel like this— was a movie in 1995 that was akin to something like a water world where it yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. So the thing about it is I never actually got to see it much like street fighter. I never saw it as a kid, I really didn't have an interest because I felt like it was being crammed down my throat. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember that my younger brother, not the one that lives with me, mm-hmm. um, that Dan Gilbert, uh, yeah. who has been on my, my podcast reviewing mm-hmm. jerseys. Yes. So, the thing about this one is my younger brother, I remember him watching it, like, during a sleepover. Because mm-hmm. he went over—it was like a Friday night or something like that. He had a sleepover with some of his buddies, and he watched it. It also happened to be a night where it snowed heavily. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And while he was watching Judge Dredd, I made the best choice because I've watched— For the first time ever in my life, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, and I have such a vivid association with it because it snowed heavily. Yes, Mm -hmm. the ice planet Hoth. Hoth. Yes, Mm -hmm. just this visual and imagery, and also my cat cuddling up with me. So you know, I mean. Couldn't beat that, but yet my brother decided to have a sleepover and watch Judge Dredd, and I think I remember at the time even him being a 10-year-old little boy yeah. just canned the movie. <laughs> <laughs> even kids don't like it. Yeah. That, Who is it for? But <laughs> but
1: the, the marketing, it did, it piqued interest, because I remember yeah. 95 is really when nostalgia started for Matt and I. I would say, I would say it... it, it if not started, started to intensify. Yeah. Because Batman Forever, we will always credit yeah. as that was the. F- that and Power Rangers, funny funny enough, because those two movies yeah. came out the same summer as Judge Dredd. Yeah. Um, really were our first bits of really remembering mm-hmm. and pining after nostalgic things. Or like pop culture yeah. or stuff like that. So, movies. in between those things, seen advertisements for batman forever or i remember two things batman forever and congo stuff yeah at toys r us yeah but in that i remember it it's it's a it's a hazy memory but i remember being at jamestown mall mm-hmm. which was one of the malls here close closer to where i'm at here in florissant rusted peace yes. yeah um Unfortunately, i remember man. outside of a, or inside of the card slash comic trading yeah. card slash comic book store they had an advertisement for judge dread nice and that yeah. piqued my interest because the poster is cool say the poster's really cool. it's just it's the helmet it's the helmeted head it's it's the head of judge dread mm-hmm. the square jaw of sly yeah it's just a sylvester sloan judge dread yeah I'm like that's cool the character in and of itself judge dread yeah it's like it's awesome. The lore of that world so is so interesting and fascinating and um, bleak. But you know, but as a kid, the biggest thing was it looked heroic, yeah. it looked stoic, it looked cool. And then as I get older, diving into more pop culture things, you see it's one of those things that it's you know, for good reason panned. Um, and, yeah. but for the reasons as I saw here. The biggest, the most egregious thing to me as to why it should be panned is it veers away from the source material. Yeah. In a lot the of ways. Takes t- 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 a like lot that. of liberties. Did you read the Dredge the Judge Dredd comics
2: or are you I actually with never
0: them? I, I never did, but I did read uh I did a little bit of research into it yeah. and it completely deviates from yeah. the yeah. script.
1: Mm-hmm. They they hover a lot of the things from the source material, they'll hover around, mm-hmm. but they never fully kind of pull the trigger. They'll, they'll, they'll parallel things as kind of, do it in name only, just as fan service. Yeah, yeah. So after- are elements that hover relate yeah. that relate to the comics, but for obvious reasons they don't commit. That reason yeah. being Sylvester Stallone basically yeah. wanting creative liberty. By, by 1995, yeah. Sly had, you know- even though his career from his big budget 80s stuff and mm. all the Rocky stuff was kind of on a downturn, Cliffhanger helped bring him back to prominence. Yeah. Demolition Man helped. It's true. And now he's starting to get, you know, Stopper, Her, My Mom Will Shoot helped. Uh, I'll but, say yes. he wore a diaper in that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They put that on the poster.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember you guys. Didn't you allude to that in the Radcast? I it, I probably at some (laughs) point.
1: um, I remember on our Instagram, I posted a picture from Stopper, my mom shoot. And I I remember posting that picture thinking, oh, we'll do this movie Mm -hmm. at some point because we have to. Like it's tailor-made and we never got around to it yet. Maybe we'll do it on
2: Radcast Riffs or something.
1: But now his ego is really starting to um, inflate a lot more. So by 1995, you hire him for multi millions of dollars, yeah. Um, in order to get him to helm something, helm a big action, he- like action superhero movie to helm it. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Man, you are on fire <laughs> today. die
0: on song. Oh wait a minute. Oh no, no, yes. Not not that great.
1: Nineties alternative yeah. band. Although uh, when I said helmet, I was referring to Judge Dredd's helmet. Yeah. But then in my head, I'm like, also the band helmet. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But all these elements sly in his his reputation as an action star and everything. After watching the movie, I came to the conclusion that what the 80s established in an action movie is represented well in this mid-90s romp. The only Mm -hmm. issue is it's based off of a deep source material it veers heavily from, which, Joe, I know you just mentioned. Um, I am a massive fan of 80s and 90s popcorn action flicks. Of course. Within that context, I actually liked this movie because it hits those tropes. Yeah. However, this is based off of – this is based off in – this is ba- – too many of those same consonants together. Yeah. This is based off of an established property that is incredibly interesting in and of itself. Yeah. The problem is the comic is tonally different than what way the movie goes different. for. Way And I say way different. Like it's it's not like the comic is literally brooding and this is purely a comedy. It Like I said, it does certain things whether in name only mm-hmm. or – you know, it does – the, the – The the sets are impressive. They do a lot of cool practical effects. Mm -hmm. It it does create this dystopian future feel, but it's just there's too many one-liners. There's too much over-the-top, like hammy, cartoonish kind of performances. Uh, uh, There's... Did I say there's just too much comedy? Yeah, just, I think Sly went, Sly was like, well, I thought it was an action comedy, so I, I, I re like he re, I he he, re, he wanted to rework stuff to add more comedic elements, which meant bringing in a, a um, comedic sidekick. Yeah, well, and he he had never heard of Judge Dredd either, right. and the character. The character Rob Schneider played is in the comics, yeah, no, but he's not this sniveling coward. No, he's 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 actually like a warlord. Yeah, exactly. Um, But that's that's the biggest issue. Is Sly has gone back to say he likes the elements, kind of the satirical elements that the comic brings about. That I think originally was brought forth in the in the original screenplay, kind of hitting on this that satire of making fun of politics and and war, policing, and and all these things. It's sly like that, but it's almost like you could have just switched out Judge Dredd for somebody else. This RoboCop is more of a Judge Dredd movie than this movie Mm -hmm. is. And RoboCop actually took a lot from the Judge Dredd comics. Mm -hmm. And so I think there was a fear there that they're like, oh, people will accuse this of trying to be a RoboCop ripoff. Even though RoboCop took from Judge Dredd, so Judge Dredd is just taking back from RoboCop. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you obviously had a familiarity with the movie because of the marketing, a familiarity with the fact that it was universally panned. So when was the first time you actually watched the movie?
0: So it had to be around the year 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because of a YouTube star at that point in time, Mm -hmm. that guy with glasses. Oh, Oh, I think of her.
1: I think of. That sounds so familiar. Isn't that
0: nostalgia critic? Yeah, he, yes. yeah, he, at yeah, that yeah. Time, yeah. I, 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 I think they were used interchangeably. Yeah. So, but it, it and I, I hope I'm not jumping ahead too much no, here. No, no, no. We're Dude, not going in any s- specific s- 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 yeah. order. Yeah. Say what <laughs> so you want to go But I for mean, it. The, the meme of all memes from this yeah. movie is, yeah. you betrayed the yeah. raw. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's where, my initial interest was I'm of like, oh, you know, okay. So it was such a corny delivery that <laughs> I had to sign on to actually watch yeah. the Oh, thing. yeah. So it was shortly thereafter that I actually watched it in mm-hmm. its entirety yeah. for the first time. And oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was exactly everything that I thought a cheesy 90s movie would mm-hmm. be.
1: Exactly. Like, um, because of that. So not have – I think – if somebody's going to watch this, not having context for the literary, and I'll say literary character of Judge mm-hmm. Dredd, um, did you find yourself enjoying it as a a one-liner explosion like action movie? Did you enjoy it because of that, not having any context on who the character in the comic books was?
0: Yeah, I, I think it was just the over-the-top humor, mm-hmm. and and I was thinking about this, actually, yeah. when I was on the way here. So... <laughs> how much of a boat i missed for college drinking games because this yeah. is literally yes. the most oh, yeah. ultimate of ultimate movies to watch mm-hmm. and yeah. do some kind of a drinking game yeah. too yeah. it doesn't matter what it, it doesn't matter what the line, liner is it yeah. could have been you know i would say that yeah. or <laughs> or is anytime he says I am the law you're under
1: arrest or, or yeah. like Rob dread, or Rob dread. anytime Rob Schneider says "Dread," he's like you know how many times he could have gotten them killed just saying you're Judge Dredd <laughs> Dread. hey Dread. Dread. shut up yeah. and like so that happened and then it's like and, like and and then, I love Sylvester yeah, Stallone but it's like, so funny Dredd's exactly. running away yeah. from being captured and he's like Dredd did you tell him I'm innocent it's like God shut up Yeah, and then he trips in the incinerator, and I'm like, just leave him. He's like, I don't want to die! I don't want to die! (laughs) So essentially in the movie, so... He's the worst. In the movie, um, essentially Judge Dredd, there's this legend of him. He is top dog on the police force, which is known as Judges. They pretty much run Mega City, or the Mega Cities. Because of... Nuclear wars yeah, and, and ver- climate problems. Various residual effects yeah. to, like Matt said, this dystopian um, future that we've yeah. seen starting in 2030. Yeah. Um, in the comic books, there was World War Three in 2070. Yeah. Um, and because of that, uh, the judges pretty much mm-hmm. uh, have taken whatever's left of North America yeah. and Europe, uh, at least in North America, the judges police these mega cities. Yeah, these meg and these mega cities are so densely populated mm-hmm. because they've basically taken all the like displaced people and consolidated yeah. them into megacities mm-hmm.
0: wasn't well, one of them like in Miami and the other one was in New York if I'm yeah. not so, mistaken yeah. so the,
1: the whole in the comic books the whole eastern seaboard is megacity one the whole west coast yeah. is megacity two okay it's, that's and te- it yeah. and Texas is it's own megacity Meg, there's a megacity on the moon yeah like the megacity in, in Australia I there's, think it's, there's west. there's megacities in, in Europe and Asia so interesting it's so vast yeah because the the character was created in 1977 by 2008 yeah. or 1976 so by 2000 AD. Yeah. Um, to, which is a, which is a British, uh, sci-fi yeah. pub- magazine yeah. publisher. Um, so up before the movie, it's almost 20 years of history and prominent storylines. It came over to the States in the early eighties, which is why it's so egregious that they, that they strayed so far away from the source material because it's not like this was brand new and they're like, this is a good idea. Let's make a movie out of this. It's not wild as wildly familiar, but you know, even in the States in the eighties, there was reprints of the 70s stories being published in America and then new Mm -hmm. stories, and then there was a Batman, Judge Dredd crossover. Yeah, that's true. So DC had the rights to it in like 1990 for a little bit. That's true. And I remember seeing like the crossover Omnibus or so, or like Trade or something at Mm -hmm. the comic book store. But like the thing is with these – with comic book movies back then, I will give them credit in that they took chances on people that no one – would have widely known about so like tank girl and judge dread mm-hmm. and then the video games they do like double dragon and all that stuff so and blade in the late 90s mm-hmm. so i will give them credit for that right yeah and danny cannon was a fan of judge dread yeah um the movie was a a much harder like nc-17 mm-hmm. it was a much, as it should it be. was a much darker yeah. movie and then sly stallone and the studios got a hold of it yeah and again, like we, like I mentioned earlier, Sly thought it was a action comedy, so he wanted to rewrite it for more comedy, yeah. for the more comedic elements. Uh, him and the studios, they wanted to cut a lot out to have their PG-13. Um, so kudos for making it R. There's a lot. There's some violent yeah. stuff. But just essentially the movie is, um, we see Mega City. It all takes place in Mega City 1. Um we see that there are these black wars, mm. and we see that there's violence, and there's there's this dark underbelly yeah. to it. And we kind of get an idea of the judges because there's this kind of opening narration yeah. by James Earl Jones that gives exposition. Yeah. Um, and essentially the movie is a Judge Dredd gets framed for a crime. Yeah. We see that he has uh, a twin brother— so essentially, and we won't get into the nitty gritty like yeah. beat by beat. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably have seen the movie. And if you're listening to this, not seen the movie, I don't know. Go watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Take your own risks there. Yeah. Um, but essentially, Dread is seen as this legendary figure. Everybody knows who he is. Um, he's pretty. He's this stoic leader yeah. of the the judges, the police force, highly regarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, he upholds the law. It's yeah. like, it's of the utmost importance to him. It's all about the law. He is the law. Yeah. You know, yeah. His, his catchphrase or his tagline is, I'm the law. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't say it right. No. I am the There it is. Um, <laughs> it's the first thing he says, and it's almost just like it was just there for fan service, at yeah. least the timing of where it was. Right, guys? Because Judge Dread. Yeah. He, <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah. They didn't build to it. He just like. He gets his little speaker and he's like, "I am the law! Yeah. like in the middle of like a block war. And I'm like, "You just, you didn't build to it." I, <laughs> I get more out of the Anthrax song, "I yeah. Am the Law," yeah, about exactly. Judge Dredd than this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but essentially, that song is about yeah. Judge Dredd. So yeah. he's seen as this figure who's respected, well-regarded, and mm-hmm. he upholds the law. Then he's framed for murder of a anti or. Not anti- he's not antagonistic in the sense of morality, but yeah. uh, he's framed for the murder of a reporter yeah. who is um, very outspoken. Very outspoken against, against the judge- judges, yeah. against Judge Dredd, because yeah. essentially we see Judge Dredd you know, being judge, jury, and executioner. That's the idea behind the judges, their street justice, because they've gotten rid of democracy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So this reporter didn't like it. Uh, Dredd gets framed for the murder of the reporter. Yeah. Um, Dredd has a partner, Barbara Hershey. Um, Not the actress, but it's Judge Hershey. Diane Lane.
2: Yeah. Mm. Hubba Mm. hubba. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Love uh, Diane Lane. Yes.
1: Uh, But... She is actually the analog for Judge Anderson yeah. in the in the the comic books, yeah. uh, but Judge Hershey um, also has a background in law, so she tries to defend him. Mm-hmm. But there is a there's a little drop to you know something a little later to where they're like you know Judge Dredd's DNA was found on the handle of his gun, yeah. and each time you fire around, it collects your DNA. Yeah. So his DNA is on the gun that killed the reporter. Yeah. So I'm like. Oh, you know, it's so a little sidebar, the way they frame this framing and yeah. this who done it is actually like competently done. I feel yeah. like. It's it's not it's not unbearable. It's like no all, really the only strike for me it has against it is that it doesn't respect the source material. Mm-hmm. But kinda like we've been saying, if you strip if this was a completely original idea, mm-hmm. then you can say yeah, it's campy, but I love it because it's yeah. a fun 90s kind of sci-fi dystopian The, the cool movie. little yeah. one-liner drops, Where the at. Some of them are dumb. Some of them are actually like really right. well-timed, yeah, yeah. really cleverly written. Yeah. Um, the, like when he says, I am the law. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and and also the, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. we said it a couple times. It's yeah. there, I knew it could happen. I knew just, it could happen. Angels in the outfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But there, it, there was an attempt to give Judge Dread a comedic yeah. catchphrase, which he yeah. didn't have in the comic books. No. So it was just one of it, it hap- It's it's put in there all the time. But there are like cool like the little mm-hmm. um, like. But I mean that's just it's one of those things where they still tried to frame it in yeah. the ways of an eighties movie. Either way, Judge Dread he finds himself. Not all these precarious situations, but we see he was framed by one of the internal higher court judges, yeah. and also his uh, his twin brother, his clone, his clone Rico. Yeah, who, not Uncle Rico. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> not Rico Suave. Not no, Rico of Suave. Not, not Gerardo. Yes, yeah. but Armando Sante's character of Rico, and we don't find out till kind of the the almost the third act that yeah. Dread is a clone. Yeah, and so is Rico, but which, Rico is a criminal. Which why Armando Asante? Yeah, why Armando Asante? If he's supposed to be a twin. Yeah, or a clone. Why 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 cast Armando Asante, Especially if it's a twin when
0: could have been you guessed it Frank Stallone
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: congratulations Frank Stallone uh, uh, beautiful <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly rest in peace Norm yes um, but essentially the movie is he, fi- he finds out that it was Rico after yeah. um Chief Justice Fargo, played by Max Van Sydow. Yeah. um, The
0: voice of Vigo the Carpathian, by the way. Amongst other roles. That's right. He's
1: Vigo. Yes, (laughs) exactly. That's that's awesome. I did not know that. Who, the actual face of Vigo was one of the henchmen in Die Hard. Yeah. Another Stephen E. Mm D'Souza connection. Ah, Ghostbusters
0: and Stephen E. D'Souza connection. That is... Almost kind of completing a uh, trifecta. Yeah. yeah I well, I mean, you include Stallone, so there's your trifecta. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Exactly. What
1: a, what a powerful uh, what oh. a powerful trinity. The there. holiest of triumphants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but like within there, you see more of the world mm-hmm. of Judge Dread. You get this this wasteland um, that. They uh, retired judges take what's called the long walk which is such the, a fascinating yeah. concept yeah right? so very es- depressing essentially the whole it's it's the east and west coasts are the megacities Texas the megacity then the rest of the map of North America is this giant wasteland yeah that is full of mutants and and duels yeah. and yeah. the dregs of the entire society results of like atomic war yeah exactly yeah. radioactive um, people yeah, yeah. this Whole, this lawlessness and retired judges, they take this long walk to bring law to the lawlessness. Yeah. Um, it's a cool concept. It's a way to sort of retire with their boots yeah. on, sort of thing. So while. Judge Dredd is being flown. He gets convicted of murder, but it's the final request of the retiring judge to, uh, for the counsel to fulfill his last request. And he says, spare Judge Dredd because the DNA, the quote unquote father yeah. of Judge Dread and of Rico, is Chief Justice Fargo. Yep. Um, oh, so, yeah, Fargo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The, actually, the Cohen brothers, for briefly, were attached to direct really? this, or they wanted them to direct it, but instead they went and directed it. Fargo. That would've ooh. ooh. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but essentially the plane, the transport to this prison that Dredd is on, he reunites with this character that he convicted of um, of a crime earlier in the movie played by Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. And then the two of them start going on a, a fun mission. adventure. Yeah. Not a fun adventure. <laughs> but they go on this mission to clear Dredd's name and yep. everything. It's a uh, it's again, it's it's a cleverly written yeah, mistaken you know a, a mistaken identity, a yeah. clever cleverly written you know a police officer being framed and blah blah blah. We just Armando Santi I think is a good villain. He chose the scenery. Yeah, it's all these things within the scope of an eighties nineties action movie. Mm-hmm. If this were an original concept done for the yeah. movie, it would totally work, and I don't think would have been as panned. But again, the source material is totally different, and liberties were taken. Yeah, and Joe, I don't know if... Because, like, I don't know. How do you feel about the casting of Sylvester Stallone?
0: I think... So, this is the assessment that I have with it. Yeah. Stallone was basically, to the acting world, what hair metal was to music in the 90s.
1: That's a good comparison, yeah. It
0: was on its waning tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And well still, Sylvester Stallone had some rather questionable um, casting roles yes. in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean spare for like something that made sense like cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He took or the studios took liberties to cast Stallone because yeah. they were trying to latch on to that nostalgic 80s feel yeah. of everything mm-hmm. yep. when let's be honest here the stallones the schwarzeneggers were kind of fading a little bit yeah mm-hmm. that's why the van dams and the seagals were because was like a new wave yeah mm-hmm. but i think that they could have gone with somebody else to yeah to be quite honest i think somebody that was a little bit more stoic like mm-hmm. the way that dread was initially portrayed yeah now, jumping a little bit further to the um, – I, I wouldn't even call it a reboot. It was mm-hmm. a, a completely different movie, the Dread yeah. movie. Yeah, which yeah. I, I haven't Urban. seen, but I really want to. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen either, but to get somebody that had a little bit more gravitas to themselves mm-hmm. yeah. would have been the better answer mm-hmm. yeah. than Stallone. But obviously the studio wanted to latch on to of course. the name. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, as they do, as a lot of these box office flops do. Mm-hmm. Is, oh yeah, yeah. They latch onto this big name and they think, oh, it's going to gross a shit ton of money. Yeah, because of yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it, I think it insults people's intelligence. I so while I was watching this, uh, all all criticism aside of Sylvester Stallone, and we'll also get into the controversial creative decision. Uh, uh, that that they make Judge Dread do, mm-hmm. um, cod I, piece exactly, <laughs> nipples, yeah, bat nipples, nipples. <laughs> yeah, bat, bat nipples on the judge, uh, uh, uniforms. But it's but it's but it's like novelty, like human nipples. Yeah, <laughs> so, so Are you look at it. <laughs> it's like the fleshy part of the chest, but then like prominent pointing nipples. Like <laughs> so so what the fuck? Yeah, but um, I think so. At this time in his career. Um, I think this could have been an admirable jumpstart back into prominence for for Sylvester Stallone if he had approached it with some humility. Right, like, listen, my career is on the downturn. Mm-hmm. I I am like, I'm making some flops. This has some legs. It has some potential. I'm I want to be part of this and mm-hmm. kind of be able to contribute where I can. Yeah, if he had come in with some humility, mm-hmm. he's got that prominent jawline. Like maybe he could have, he could have put more vocal fry in his yeah, voice, you know, exactly. kind of like that. And uh, I think he, I think he would have been good. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, th- I think that was a good choice. It's just given where he was at in his career, mm-hmm. where he was at as a person, how yeah. self-absorbed he was. If he would have played this like Marion Cobretti and Cobra, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. cutting you know, taking scissors and cutting slices of pizza yeah, exactly. in half, yeah, or at least just like, um, just kind of like. I don't care. Like yeah. kind of that. Yeah. That Cobra is more judge dread than judge dread is. The thing yeah. is the 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 give and take. So you put a marketable celebrity yeah. um Sly's still going to put asses in the seats. Yep. Um like we said, he he has a presence. Has that jawline he, he de- physically he, imposing. Um he has he's the got cap- a magnetism. He has the capability of delivering lines deadpan and stoic. The only problem is he he delivers them like in a campy stoke, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> instead of yeah. like how like Carl Urban and it yeah. kind of gives the gravelly like yeah. deadpan, yeah. Like almost like slower delivery, mm-hmm. um, like quieter, um, which is kind of Judge Dredd. The the other issue is with Sly paying him that much money, you can't keep the helmet on him. Yeah. And that's one of the most egregious sins egregious quote unquote egregious and not a good Um, sin like how we how you're our sinners one of the biggest sticking points for people who are familiar with the comics Judge Dredd never takes off his helmet never that's that's the thing. Never takes off his helmet. It's kind of part of the job. Yeah, and anytime his helmet is off in the comics, his, vase, his face is so obscured. Yeah. And it's yeah. just when he's like a kid. Yeah. Um, but never takes off his helmet. It's almost like his code of ethics mm-hmm. because it's supposed like to- be a Mandalorian it, sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to show the soullessness of justice mm-hmm. in this dystopian mm-hmm. future. Um, you can't see in his eyes. You can't. He has no emotions, or he doesn't emote very much. We don't want to assign humanity yeah. to us. We are just. We are the. We are the law. Yeah. We are. We are. We are mm-hmm. Just. We solely exist yeah. to make sure that shit doesn't yeah. hit the fan. The first fifteen minutes, the helmet comes off. Yeah. So I put myself in the in a Judge Dredd f- comic book fans. Like mm-hmm. I put myself in their shoes, watching in the theaters, and as soon as he took his helmet off, I knew it was coming. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Like I can just imagine. Oh my god. I can imagine a, a fan doing that. I wonder if in- anyone left the theater over that. I don't know. I'd be or I'd... or or maybe they were like, "Oh, maybe this is just an isolated incident." Because a few times he is seen back in his Judge Dredd, like his little costume. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he spends way too much time not yeah. only out of the helmet, but out of his uniform. Yeah. The, a lot of the movies, him in like a tightly fit V-neck, yeah. Navy like t-shirt and like his his army pants or whatever. Yeah. And that's just uh, Rob Schneider dressed yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it ditches the look of Judge Dredd mm-hmm. to where if you're watching it and someone's like, oh, it's like, Oh, this is Judge Dredd. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. That's just Sly as as an. That's why, if it were an original character, to where Sly, you know, Judge Dredd doesn't have a Bruce Wayne. So it's not like Michael Keaton in the Batman, you know, we we don't get up in arms, Michael Keaton being out of the Batman costume because Michael Keaton can also be Bruce Wayne. It's just, that was the biggest issue with it. And the judge's armor is pretty sweet in this movie. Like the costume design is really cool. Thanks, Versace. Yeah. What. Yeah, that's right. Sylvester that was- Stallone asks Versace Versace to design it.
0: That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's a first to order a business, I want
1: Versace. To, yeah. For for a role in the movie, no, I want to design this. He <laughs> points to the comic book. Mm-hmm. What is this by the way? <laughs> that's that's you.
0: You're gonna I'm gonna be this, I gotta wear a helmet. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. The big dread uh, name on yeah, name the, tag. the on big the, uh, the big plate. badge. That yeah. badge is pretty sweet.
1: Though. So yeah, yeah. there are, there are some cool like from comic book pages to movie. Yeah. Like, like kind the of guns. Yeah. Like yeah. like that. That's cool. Like the idea of that. I kind of like they added. I don't know if they do this in the comics, but I like the the addition of him saying like flare and like it shoots a flare yeah. and saying like. Um, rapid fire and like yeah that's cool because the lawmaker is his gun yeah Yeah. because pretty much it's i think it's added to tie into the end of the movie yeah um there's a a payoff yeah there's a payoff but yeah yeah um but it's just it it veers so much from the source material that that's the issue it's the issue i had with batman returns yeah it became a tim burton movie not a batman movie yeah very agreed agreed Mm -hmm. Um, thoughts on Rob Schneider, Joe? I think, I think we've let, I think we've let the audience, uh,
0: Uh, give them the blue balls long enough. I mean, this is yet again, another questionable casting decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've already talked about two of them, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I, I. I know that Frank Stallone's acting chops probably wouldn't have been up the snuff for somebody no, like no, Rico, no. and I have to at least give credit to Ramon a little bit. Yeah. He does play the psychotic mm-hmm. twin yeah. very well. Yes, yes. he's he, very cartoonish, over the top.
1: Is very good in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah,
0: but this was one of those what-the-fuck-moon moments. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, were were they trying to bank on Adam Sandler and they could only get Rob Rob Schneider. Schneider because of the budget?
1: They were trying to bank on Joe Pesci. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. 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 So oh, my, that would have been so even worse. Sly wanted to implement. Actually, it would probably been better. But. Well, he wanted to implement a a kind of a comedic wise foil. Cracking. Um yeah. yeah. Somebody who's like a wise cracking kind of bumbling. Yeah. You know, ex con. And Sly wanted Joe Pesci, but Joe Pesci couldn't do it or didn't want to do it. So yeah. he called Rob Schneider. But the, <laughs> allegedly, the, the, that's the, Rob the, Schneider's story. The whole yeah. the whole issue though is that they're putting in a wisecracking kind yeah. of Weasley grating, spastic character yeah. when like there it's not the comic isn't void of humor but it's like gallows humor yeah it's like tongue-in-cheek it's satirical yeah like really like l- almost like low brow like sadistic humor yeah exactly it's, it's reflective of the of the kind of uh uh people that 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 populate these megacities. Mm-hmm. They're all they're either most of them are uneducated, you know, lowest of the lowest. Because low. those are the Judge yeah. Dredd stories. It's him interacting with people yeah. in, in megacity or in yeah. kind of the outskirts area, right. exactly. But yeah, Rob Schneider. It, it's just it's also just his voice.
0: Yeah, it's it's so grating. It's mm-hmm. also the portrayal of him a bit because I feel as though they were trying to. this does seem like a very 90s thing in the back of my head (laughs) um they were trying to portray rob schneider as this comedic wise guy but at the same time a damsel in distress yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's
1: very pathetic yeah and and he's just he's quick to give people away Mm -hmm. too like with the when they were on the um cursed earth yeah and they're like the the, the, the angel family like the cannibal yeah, family exactly. who shot down the prison transport yeah exactly and uh rob schneider's real quick to be like yeah 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 i'm one of you yeah, yeah let's yeah. go let's go and he's like uh, sh- you should have shut up they're cannibals and stuff yeah. so it's like sh- i wish they would just eaten rob schneider yeah. right there The the the, pro- the problem is they tried so hard to put in that oh he was he was in prison for, for six months Yeah um, But they're trying to Make it sound like He's a criminal With a heart of gold He's like Yeah I was a good criminal But the thing is They don't endear him no. Because he's such a weasel Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it's not they they don't show and they don't show his usefulness because no. he plays a part because one of the things are there's these what are they called ABC robots yeah that were trying they were that was a cool practical it, fact it was it was like yeah. this hydraulic structure yeah. um it's very it, imposing yeah, yes it's they, really they, cool they wanted to do a guy in a suit. Yeah. Which would not have looked no. as good. Yeah. No, um, I'm just but, thinking of a guy in like a gorilla yeah. Halloween but, suit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, these, it's these ABC robots that tried to be implemented as soldiers yeah. in in one of the great wars. Yeah. you know, 40, 50 years beforehand, and then um, Rico hijacks mm-hmm. hi, his. He's meaning to hijack them as to his yeah, as something. his bodyguards to carry out because. Um, chief almost a chief inspector i was thinking chief of pink, inspector Dreyfus. I was, yeah i was thinking of pink panther um <laughs> but griffith who takes over for fargo wants to he's trying to take he's trying to because one of the things is there's too much lawlessness yeah and he wants um the judges to start executing people for lesser crimes yeah um but fargo's like we can't do that even though like you know, there's a gray area. We still need to uphold the law because law is is the most important thing. Mm, But Um, but it's also like, and then it's like, but law is fluid. Like, it's just, it's so overpopulated. Like this and that. Like Griffith sets it up to where Rico is freed from his prison. Mm -hmm. And Rico is going to be this new leader of, I don't know if he had intended him to infiltrate, to kind of hijack the ABC robots. Yeah. But pretty much he wants Rico to become the judge that, Griffith wants to take over yeah. everything so that – and start executing all these judges and, and um, reinstitute the Janus Project yeah. or the Janus Project. Which is how Rico came about uh-huh. as part of the Janus yeah. Project. Um, to and, and Which is like the judges don't like and it's risky. Yeah. And they're like, we, we have – after all, the judges are executed per like Rico, like yeah. Rico calling upon – um, they're like, you know, we don't have the time for the Janus project to work, um, but, like, there's new technology to help right. expedite the growth and everything. There, it's, again, taking away the, the element of using a source material. Really interesting. It's a, it's a, actually, it's a really cool movie, I yeah. think. I liked it, mm-hmm. especially considering the lens it was trying to go through of the 80s and 90s action movie. Yeah. I liked it. It was a competently, cleverly written movie. It's just, once you get context of Judge Dredd, like the story... Yeah in the comic books that's where a lot of you can indict it on i i think we should talk about diane lane the hershey the hershey barbara hershey which i didn't know her name was barbara hershey until i went back through like the wikipedia just Uh to just to like Mm -hmm. uh uh uh, make sense of what i just watched and uh it was funny her name is judge hershey and as the movie was over i was like hmm like Barbara Hershey. Yeah. And I was like, well, son of a bitch. Her name's Barbara is. Hershey. There are things that are like, I'm at the, I'm at the intersection of Abbott. Abbott Castello. Castello. Oh yeah. I, I noticed that this morning. I was like, Oh, ha ha like, ha, ha. Boo. Yeah, at, 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 of, of Allen and Burns, Gracie yeah. Allen and George, George Burns. Burns. Yeah. But Hershey, like, I wouldn't even say she's a good or bad character. She's just kind of, eh. Like, she's, she's there. She's the one trying to, uh, she trying, has purpose. She's trying, trying to she, pull. Yeah. The emotion out of dread. Yeah. Like, did didn't you didn't you ever have a friend? He's yeah. Like, Woods. It's like what? Yeah. Exactly. Um. And that's and where we kind of get so the little tidbit. But of. you're also like, is she a? Are they trying to make her a love. We don't have enough time for a love interest. Uh, th-
0: yeah. I thought that was absolutely a very convoluted point of yeah, this movie. Exactly. Was the fact of. Why are you tagging on at the end of the movie a love like 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 a yeah. romantic interest or anything yeah, like exactly. that? Exactly, doesn't make any sense in the movie. No, mm-hmm. not at all. It, it doesn't even make sense as a resolution of mm-hmm. the movie. No, or yeah. as her as a character, like their peers. Yeah,
1: this is this is. Uh, she, he could basically be her commanding officer mm-hmm. she's only been on the force for a year yeah and also because she's only been on the force for a year there's not stop trying to build a relationship there, there's realistically has not been enough time given who he is and where she's mm-hmm. at on the force there's not been enough time for them to have any sort of respectable relationship it's imp- aside from yeah. like her law experience trying to get like as his defense attorney yeah. it's like i appreciate you you tried your best it's like okay i believe that that's fine because there's room for dread to have respect but not emotions yeah and she's not a useless character no she's not no. she's not a static character she she serves her purpose mm-hmm. it's just it's it's maybe just because i think i think diane lane is so beautiful yeah that that it kind of was like okay she's here and like I'm not really paying attention to her role so much as I'm like, oh I'm I, I think she's she's pretty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which sounds really misogynistic and that's not what I'm going for. Stripping that but, away. But she she actually she serves she does yeah. serve a purpose. Yeah, exactly. It, like I said earlier, she's supposed to be an analogue for a prominent mm-hmm. character in the comics called Judge Anderson. Yeah. Who is actually shows up in the dread movie with Carl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just one of those things where Again, the more I think about it, the more there are actually things that were well done. But yeah. it's just plus with that character, we don't get enough time with her anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, we spend a- way more time with with Dredd and Rob Schneider mm-hmm. than than too much time. Yeah, with exactly. Dredd and Rob Schneider. Yeah, I can't. I just I can't get over just how annoyed by Rob Schneider I was. But as a whole, as we're kind of kind of pulling into the station here. Yeah. Um. One, the credit I will give it is visually, especially for the time period. It, it is cool. It's cool. Especially the final fight with Dread and Rico in the top of the Statue, Statue Liberty. of Liberty. And it's like you're, we're used to the Statue of Liberty on its own, highest point of wherever it's mm-hmm. at. But it's the Statue of Liberty surrounded by like skyscrapers. It, it was moved yeah. over like a power grid. Yeah, which is, again, so fascinating and yeah. really cool. Yeah, and that part only subtly like is touched mm-hmm. upon yeah on like a, a blink and you miss it type moment in yeah. the movie that they, they try and create like a little like yeah. element of the plot who, around who, who was the doctor again, uh uh as part of the that the the lady, the lady doctor. Oh, like Ilya or Ilsa yeah. or whatever I, is I was she she shows up with like Like 35 40 minutes left in the movie. Oh, you're introducing a new character, and we have Joan Chen
0: is Dr. Ilsa Hayden. Okay, so
1: Dr. Hayden, like. I was like oh a new character we yeah. have like a half an hour left and, in the and movie and they, they put in there that she was the one to like defend like yeah. Rico on his trial it's or whatever an ex- it's, it's an acceptable bit of, yeah, it's of fine. exposition um, yeah. it, it gives somebody for uh, Diane Lane to fight at the end and she, yeah. and she and like, I was like whoa cat fight yeah. but like yeah. the doctor's like bitch and then she headbutts her and she's like it's judge bitch or
2: something like yeah, that yeah th- that was lame yeah. yeah, no it was lame <laughs> yeah. but
1: again it's you're infusing this 80s and 90s one liner like, type don't fucking touch me <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, exactly. whatever she said. I
2: don't
0: know. That actually kind of leads me to a point, though, because the Janus clones that Rico's injecting his DNA into. Oh, yeah, because he he hijacks Griffith's intentions. He's like, oh, we're going to make it with my DNA. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably the most anticlimactic part of this movie because they start coming out of their shells. That was a cool effect. But the scene, the fight scene between Stallone and Armand – it basically is ending at this point yeah. before they, like, right when they start breaking out of the shells right. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then it, they're basically just done away with it. It's like, yeah. okay, it was building up to this big dramatic thing of these mm-hmm. clones coming to life and everything, yep. and then just nothing.
1: Yeah, the Janus project was like, the <laughs> it, it was, yes, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, it was hid <laughs> under lock and key, and it was secretive, and it's something where the whole council needs to give the 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 internal system like access to like everybody needs to be on board and Mm -hmm. give verbal access to it's all this stuff that is like like revered and like the like the there we're like we're trying to keep this under wraps because this was something we're not proud of and you know that's something you can build an entire portion of the movie around Mm -hmm. um, but it's just rushed at the end and we don't see. A, a satisfying conclusion to it. Cause like Joe said, it's almost like you get one of the clones popping up and almost like a jump scare. Yeah. There's like this musical sting, but then like nothing happens. Yeah. Um, something was supposed to happen because there's promotional material of sly fighting the clones really um which I'm showed sure. up in like a 2000 ad magazine or whatever or Interesting. It, if not there yeah. it showed up during the promo stuff but it was cut out of the movie again this had an nc-17 rating yeah which they had to cut a lot mm-hmm. for um and that was probably part of it but yeah there was nothing done with this you know highly feared project yeah um it was quickly done uh kind of it hit its beats in order for it to remain then that like, could have been oh, really sinister it. but yeah those like, clones looked like pretty they were freaky spooky yeah. uh-huh um but yeah there wasn't a whole lot done with that and it wasn't even rico wasn't even the last hurdle it was yeah. the doctor was and then um diane lane got the last shot yeah. in only to have her say like That's three, like you owe me on because there's this running gag where she says you owe. That's twice that you owe me or something like that. You'd say that, yeah, Yeah. exactly. But you know where because they use like these judiciary like puns or these like the like justice to serve type stuff or like like, courts, court's yeah, stuff like they they throw that in there. And again, as an eighties and nineties, you know, typical popcorn action movie, those are well used there. Mm -hmm. But the character like. It, it's, he can say stuff like yeah. that, but it's not like court is adjourned. It's like, court is adjourned, like stuff like yeah. that. It sounds like,
0: like a Rainier Wolfcastle segment. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> it sounds like the the the, the parody of stuff yeah. like this
0: with Rainier Wolfcastle.
1: Yeah. Or up if, in at yeah, it's like, <laughs> if, it's, if it's in, but know. if if it's if it's in the scope and the context and the element of movies like yeah. that. It's one of those like pump your fist things. It's cool, but it's just again the character if and the com if, and the source yeah. material. If isn't everything like that. building up to it sucks or is like lackluster, the pump your fist stand up and cheer moments yeah. they don't feel that way. Yeah, it's just they're there because they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, you get the little romantic. Thing he gets a little Hershey two. kiss. Yeah, yes, exactly. Ah, oh, I see what you <laughs> did yes, there. Yes, that was very good, very good. Like no, dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs. I will say, one of our criticisms of the tuxedo, one of our many criticisms of the tuxedo, was that the tux- anyone could put on the tuxedo, and it mm-hmm. doesn't have any sort of mm-hmm. recognition system mm-hmm. or security system. Yeah. The, the guns do, for the mm-hmm. judges. Like, if anyone yeah. who's not a judge picks up a gun, it, like, it kills them which is it's, it
2: it's a cool it's, nod yeah. to the comic
0: yeah it's very well thought out there yeah. and the other thing about it i like is the fact that the guns talk yeah, yeah it's, it's true it's like flare flare
1: and yeah. then it just shoots it like woo. Like, <laughs> exactly just drop that makes in there that sound yeah um but but essentially like the there are cool things mm-hmm. interesting elements yeah um Visually, it looks cool. They try and put a, uh, a nu new metal kind of soundtrack. On. Yeah, I mean, as this has Cocktail Twins and The Cure and White Zombie, yeah. and the, I'm like, they, this they is used not bad. They used Supercharger Heaven, but they could have used it in a way cooler scene. Yeah. Diane Lane pulls this car over in a traffic stop. She pulls up the side door. Yeah, and Rob in White Zombie Supercharger Heaven. Awesome song yeah. is playing, and like you could have used this for like a car chase yeah. or something. You could have used it for the chase at the end, yeah, where yeah. Uh, where Dread he's back at the police yeah. station because um, he's trying to get a costume. He's trying to get away to get to Rico, yeah, and that's the part where like he he suits back up, and that's the part where Rob Schneider's like Dread. Hey, Dred, Dred, it's like, he's like, shut up. He's like, you're gonna f- give him away, you idiot. Yeah, man. and then he's like, that. and then when dread gets caught, that's when he's running away. And Schneider's like, Dred, did you tell him I'm innocent? It's like, shut up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or if they use it at the beginning when we're introduced to Dred, yeah, but maybe he, instead of dramatic yeah. music playing that. But yeah, he he's trying to get away. On it was established earlier. There's yeah. one of the bikes that they use that flies, but it's also it, it malfunctions. Mm-hmm. But he's using this, and there's a very troubling uh, oh, shot yeah. to where you you see dread is plummeting, and then he he it comes back online. He's able to go back up, yeah. and Dredd has this like sneer on his face. He's going up, and on the back of his ride, Rob Schneider has this look of like. Climaxing. Ecstasy, yeah. climaxing. I think
0: that's also been put in many a meme. Yeah, so. like, like mm-hmm. you, I've used it. You know, yeah. it,
1: it's not supposed to look like anything weird, but it does. It's, it's an interesting creative. His choice eyes from... are rolling in the back of yeah. his head, and like his, like he, he's looks like he's. It looks like he's climaxing. Yeah, yeah. And but it's, he's supposed to. It's supposed to be like there's so much like G force stories, like, Ugh! <laughs> which you could still construe into G- it. So. I'd rather him scream the G forces. <laughs> yeah, and then but then he's like. You may want to clean this seat when you're done.
0: Oh right. yeah, no, so, maybe no, he was climaxing because of the G forces. It's very true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If, you know you never know. But there's climax. Climax from the G forces. They could have used it in the in the, the the space chase scene. Yeah. Um. But either way, coming to the end of the episode, we kind of said what the movie's about, mm-hmm. gave our thoughts in the negative. What, Joe? What was good about this movie?
0: So, aside from the fact that it is the ultimate 90s camp movie for Mm, me. It it does achieve that very well. That's not what its intentions were. It was supposed to be a way more serious movie about that. I think going back to the visuals, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, there are a lot of movies out there produced in the same time frame Mm -hmm. that had very primitive CGI. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that it is not aged well. Mm-hmm. Right. This actually has done a fairly decent job yeah. of showing its age. Mm-hmm. Like I would have maybe assumed if I didn't have any knowledge of it whatsoever that it was done maybe in the aughts, not in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it achieves that very well. So I'll give credit there. I'll obviously give credit to the fact that, you know, the one scene Makes everybody hysterically. <laughs> yes. I think we're. No. I think. I think we're, we know which one it is. You yeah, know? <laughs> you killed innocent people. Yeah, a means to an end.
1: you have to pull the law. No. Yeah, in Armando Santi, he doesn't talk like that. The whole, but he's like. Yeah, no. he's, he's there, got like a big kind of Brooklyn yeah, ass. Yeah, there, there yeah. are a couple moments where he'll like kind of yeah. hit that register. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as a whole, if. You know, if you changed the references mm-hmm. to the comic book, I actually really like this movie. It's it, not it, bad. It has a lot I mean, going for it. It is bad. That's kind of the point right. of the show. But but, but I enjoy with it. what Joe said with the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, take you know, give for you know a couple scenes during the chase to where it looks you know yeah. it looks kind of pedestrian. But for the time, it's fine. Um, and again, like I said, the story is competent. I can follow. It for the most part, mm-hmm. maybe it's just because when I watched it a second time, it, the first time I wasn't able to follow some of yeah, it. Yeah. I'll give it, I'll, I'll say that. Sure. However, when you understand what's going on, it's not bad. And then when it comes down to how it's written, the writing isn't terrible. It's not. And- the delivery of most of the one-liners take away the fact Judge Dredd doesn't have comedic one-liners yeah. or doesn't have comedic like taglines like I knew you'd say that. Yeah, like he doesn't do that. There isn't love or anything. Like the way he delivers some of like like the the like the justice puns or yeah. stuff like that. I like I like a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Sly's delivery, like especially with the Angel family. Uh huh. I like his presence. Um, it, it's a very prototypical. Sly 80s action movie in the 90s, yeah, which I like, yeah. So, as a whole, without knowing anything about, I can't go back and not know anything about Judge Dredd, but taking away the fact that it's supposed to be a Judge Dredd movie, I like it, yeah. I actually like the movie. Mm -hmm.
0: I will once, uh, one other thing I'll say is the way that it ends, and you were talking just a little while ago, Matt, about humility, Mm -hmm. it's actually a bit of a humble ending, Mm -hmm. too, which I, you know. I wasn't expecting, right? Yeah. Right. Obviously, they were trying to stoke this haphazard romantic thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end, but the fact that he doesn't have this grandiose—he gets elevated to chief justice yeah. type of ending—that he just goes back out in the streets and just yes. does his job again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I find that actually pretty cool. Oh yeah. yeah. As he's talking, to he's like, the "I'm a street judge."
1: Yeah, as he's like descending the steps, um, as he's descending the steps of the uh, like the uh, the justice. The or just, it, no, because that place exploded. It's yeah. wherever the Janus Project was, yeah, yeah. which is under the, which was the Statue, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, so he was d- descending the steps, and yeah, they were, they were saying, "Oh, you're gonna be like the head." of Because his name, his name is cleared now. Because every yeah. everything that was going on in the Janus or the Janus building was recorded, and then yeah, like was is yeah. now being publicized. Yeah. But that was cool that he's just he's got blood on his face he's just putting his uniform mm-hmm. back on he's like I'm a street judge and like yeah. they just go oh, okay yeah. You that, get that's...
0: you you take that whole uh, romantic element out mm-hmm. of the right. end of it and you actually have a pretty solid ending. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. agreed. And,
1: and if and if a little more true to the comics of mm. course movies are going to take liberties especially in an hour and a half long yeah. movie that could have been two hours to stretch some stuff out yeah you take something like this that stays a little more true at least keep his helmet on i wouldn't mind sequels they might yeah. be lower quality but sure. i you know you can you can work with sequels yeah. bringing in they were gonna the main villain was gonna be judge death yeah, comes that's from an alternate cool reality to where these judges in Judge Death's world see just being alive as a crime. Yeah, everyone on, is guilty. Only the living commit crimes. Yeah. So every living person is guilty. And Judge Dredd, it's one of the more prominent story arcs. Yeah. He's one of the, next to Judge Dredd, he's the most notable judge yeah. in the Judge Dredd world. That would have been cool. It would have been a much darker movie like yeah. the movie was supposed to be. But. Maybe Rob yeah. Schneider could have turned into Judge Death. Maybe Rob Schneider could have been Judge Death's first victim.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. You are the
1: most egregious criminal.
0: Oh, man, what a
1: <laughs> it Just eats him whole. Yeah. Whole.
0: And then he becomes a stapler or a carrot.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, what have we done? And
0: Tone Loke could have played the voice of Judge Death.
1: Oh, just yeah, like surf ninjas. Yeah, exactly. Um, no,
0: more of the uh, I, I guess you could say the Aguado uh, uh, <laughs> from Ace. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um,
1: but all in all, Matt, I don't know if you wanted to add anything. No, I. I mean, I w- may not watch it again, not because I didn't enjoy it. Because strip away all those things, mm-hmm. it's actually it's 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 along the lines of Demolition Man. It's a fun popcorn. Yeah, movie. exactly. I think Demolition Man's better, mm-hmm. but. I fully intend to jump into the comic book world oh, of yeah. Judge Dredd mm-hmm. and watch like the Carl Urban movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why I probably won't watch this again because I'm going to get so far into yeah. e- into like what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. that it'll be tough for me to separate the two. Yeah. But I'm glad I watched it. I enjoyed it. It's 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 got all the trappings of like the mid 90s yeah. sort of thing, especially with like the advertisement mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if it does anything like well, yeah. It's that, yeah. Um, much like the Spawn, much like Spawn, right. I think it would work better as a episodic yeah. cartoon yeah, Judge for cable. Judge Dredd cartoon for cable, been way better, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with all that being said, Joe, thank you thank for you. joining us. Absolutely, so much
0: it has been an absolute honor to be on here.
2: Uh-huh. And
0: nice. not only that, but an absolute honor to be one of the last episodes before yes. everything yeah. transitions over. I mean, I think. Things are just going to continue to get bigger and better. But thanks, man. I, I have I have a very soft spot for this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Thanks, I, wh- I, man. I have I have absolutely enjoyed every single episode that you guys have done. Thank. Thank you. Um, since the beginning. I mean, it was a fan. It's a fantastic concept. I mean, I, I mean, there, I know that there's probably only a limited amount of movies and subject matter you sure. can probably do. So, I mean, obviously, there, there, there's a bit of a, an understanding that it probably needs to have a conclusion at some point point right. to transition mm-hmm. into something different. Yeah. But this has been uh, – it's been a blast not only doing this but listening to every single one. And actually, to a lot of uh, your credit here, using it as inspiration for what Chris and I do for uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. And I, mean, I mean, the way that you two interact on this particular mm-hmm. podcast – and specifically with some of the guests, and yeah. I, I I could probably give massive credits uh, to everybody that, that's that's been on. Absolutely, I, I love it. Well, um, I'm gonna mention her name. I yeah. love the interaction between you and Katie Leggett. Oh, uh, i, I those, those, yeah, those, those, those are some of my favorite podcasts. Oh, that thank you. I yeah,
2: appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah.
1: I like so uh, appreciate that. So much. I I'm yeah. I'm at a loss for words at how appreciative I am. Yeah. Like genuinely, like like we said at the beginning, it's been. Definitely taken to heart. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank you for saying that, man. It's the yeah. encouragement It's felt. Yeah. Um, the kudos is felt. Yeah. And it's and not it's, a quiet support either. Like, you no, often no. text us you're like, oh, this episode yeah. is great. I just listened to this. I love this and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm it's so just, unbelievably it, appreciative. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like taking all that. It's unbelievably appreciative of those words, man. And it's just, it's, it's, it, thank, like we are, we, Again, I'm I'm stumbling and fumbling for words thank because like, because <laughs> all it, I can say is thank you. It, in the yeah. words of of Garth Algar, just say thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like because exactly. genuinely, I just I want to happy birthday Wayne's World by yeah, the way. Yeah, the a 30th birthday Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Just just thank you,
0: Joe. Yeah. Thank no, you Joe. thank yeah, you for all totally. that. Totally, I've I've enjoyed every single podcast. So and like I said, I think where you guys are going with the Radcast is only gonna you know. Make a lot more creative content, yeah, and broaden your horizons Mm -hmm. a lot. I, 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 in fact, I really like the fact that you guys are going to probably uh, be uh, doing a video podcast on top of it. That's going to really add an interesting interactive element to everything, yeah, for sure.
1: For sure, yeah. Again, like we that wasn't planned, folks. No, we we had Joe on because he's our friend and he likes the show, but that was straight from Joe, and it's I I am so unbelievably yeah, appreciative agreed, of same. that. And it's, it's such just kind words that always will take to heart and yeah. never forget. Yep. So thank, thank you. you, Joe. We're excited for you to be a part of the Radcast. Yeah. We are excited you were a part of, you know, this little, you know, footnote but in the best yeah. ways possible and, and it's just it's still conversations right now but we actually might have something cooking with mr joe here it's true yeah, yeah well so. you, yeah well we have we have some talking to do but uh yeah. we reference wrestling a lot on this show and has something to do with that yes. so stay tuned for that stay tuned for the radcast joe again thank you for thank joining you us very thank much. you Absolutely. thank you for your kind words and encouraging words not just right now but every time yep. You get in touch with us. It is greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. And uh, just we're we're so glad you could have been a part of this. And yep. we can't wait for the future with the Radcast um, in any way that you can be involved. So Make thank sure you. to
0: save that night court baseline, by the yes. way. Yes, it
1: is saved. It is definitely saved. And we may just we may just throw it in randomly oh, yeah. in the episode. Um, but thank you all for listening. Thank you, Joe. Uh, a few more of these bad boys left, and then it's back to the Radcast. Yeah. Uh, But until next time, the house lights are up, the film's off the reel. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
2: We'll see you next time.